This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm hungover, Kara. Ugh, you are? Speaking of hungover, you have to watch The Queen's Gambit. Oh, that was an interesting segue. <laughs> well, she's a, she's she's a, quite a drinker. She's a oh, chess really? player and drinker. Literally I'm one the of best those things. Netflix series I've ever watched. Really? Yes. Really? Say it's more? It's about a chess grandmaster mistress. I don't know, grandmaster lady. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, she's amazing. And it's wonderful and life-affirming and funny. And every wow. time you think it's something bad's going to happen, it doesn't, but it's it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful, oh, wonderful nice. series. I need a new show. It'll make you feel good about life, I'll tell you. Yeah, and it's all about not, chess. Let's not put that much pressure on a Netflix series. It's all series. about chess. I love I love the Queen's Gambit. I was so sad it was over. I was up late last so night speaking watching of, it. Speaking of chess, a yeah. wonderful movie. Did you ever see, especially with uh, You Have Boys, and I'm about, I'm saving it. I have a series of films I'm saving for different points with my kids, but mm-hmm. uh, did you ever see Searching for Bobby Fischer? A long time ago. It's a wonderful film. Yeah. This one, I'm just telling you, can you do yourself a favor with your kids? Yeah. I watched it with, with my son. Oh, it's for kids too. Wait, my, my boys are 10 and 13. Riveted really? to it. It was really? it's six or seven episodes. It's a limited series. I wish there was season two. Supposedly they're thinking about it. Ah. It was written by a guy named Scott Frank who did a whole bunch of great, and it was based on a book by the guy who did The Color of Money and The Hustler, I think. Anyway, the Color of Money with Tom Cruise? Well, the guy who wrote the book that it's based on. Yeah, and Paul anyway. Newman got the Oscar he should yes. have received for the verdict yes Anyways. well in any Sorry, case it's wonderful like I just oh, I don't great. often it's so unexpected it goes in directions the the, the the costume design is amazing the set the, the the everything about it is and the actress and I can't she has these giant eyes and I'm blanking on her name but she's amazing the whole thing every single nice. actor in it is amazing that's anyway. great this is what I say. You must watch So my this. recommendation is Tom Petty Radio on Spotify after Seven's a Cop on Cokes. That's my big media recommendation. <laughs> I came here. I'm isolating. I'm trying to be a good citizen. And, but yeah. you know who stopped by? What? Zacapa. Hello, my friend. Oh, my God. And he wouldn't you know who, leave. You know he wouldn't who needed leave. some of that were the people that were stranded at the Trump rally. Good God. God. Can you get over that? I, can you, you know get what? over that? It's, yes, it's exactly. And the, you know the thing is they're going to vote for him anyway. Yeah. It's amazing. They're like gluttons for punishment, like leaving old people, whatever. Just, whatever. you know what? Keep, knock yourselves out, people. Let yourselves be Let's mistreated. Let's talk tech, Kara. All right, Let's we'll talk, talk tech. tech. We're going to get to the big story because there's a lot of big stories this yeah. week. Obviously, yesterday, the CEOs of Twitter, Facebook, and Google got grilled by senators on the Commerce Committee in a hearing about content moderation, which quickly degenerated. While the hearing was supposed to focus on Section 230, senators, Republican senators, strayed from questions about the election interference and antitrust issues, particularly Senator Cruz and Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn, who is literally the dumbest senator I've ever seen. But we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Zuckerberg, Pichai, and Dorsey and Doris uh, appeared in video and got the hearing, got heated. The Republicans accused Dorsey and Zuckerberg of censorship. Uh, Senator Cruz said this idiotic thing to Jack Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? It was just ridiculous. First of all, nobody elected him. He's the CEO of a company of an invention he made. Um, But beyond that, it was just, it was ridiculous. Essentially, they were arguing that 
if we break the rules, why do we have to suffer for breaking the rules when other people don't break the rules? It was just, it went on and on and on. It was such a shameful display when you really do have to quiz these companies about their power, which is critically important and something I did talk about with Lena Khan uh, today on Sway, who's an intelligent person. So what do you think? What do you think of this, Scott? Well, a couple of things. Probably the most important thing to come out, especially because of the Zoom uh, uh, portion of the hearing where you had Senator Cruz and Jack Dorsey. Beards have officially jumped the shark. When you see Senator Cruz and Jack Dorsey with their beards, you're like, okay, that whatever that was is over. Uh, and all the credibility that the our elected representatives gained with the hearing mm-hmm. overseen by Representative Cicilline, they lost yeah. yesterday. Agreed. It was the way I would describe it historically, or the metaphor is Carter's failed um, kind of October surprise, the, the tragic and failed attempt to rescue the hostages in mm-hmm. Iran. Mm, this was an wow. attempt by somebody to have an October surprise. Yeah, none. It, 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 you know, it's just ridiculous, right? I mean, literally, what, seven days seven days before the election, they decide they're getting serious about this or pretending to be. And to your point, I mean, I mean it just – and Senator Cruz, I think he is a bright guy. So who the hell do you think you are putting you in charge uh, – who puts you in charge of the media? Well, first off, Senator Cruz, they are media. Yep. They are media. Yep. Which means that they inherently – there's no way of getting around it. They are going to have a bias. And it also didn't have anything to do with the media. It had to do with, with, with Donald Trump broke the rules. At one point, Senator Blackburn, who is literally so, like, really not all there, I have to say, uh, she she was going on about how Trump was censored 62 times and Biden not once. I was like, he broke the rules 62 times, which should be the issue here. Yeah, well, uh, first off, they don't just, they don't seem to understand the whole point. Of, these firms are media companies, which means they're... Mm-hmm inherently going to have a bias. Even algorithms have a bias based on who programs them initially. But in addition, if there is a bias, okay, so first off, you're right, there's a bias. We're a media company the same way the, the folks that interview you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> at Fox have a bias versus the people at MSNBC have a bias. So the notion that Republicans have a beef is just not only ridiculous, but it's it's ridiculous that the Democrats aren't able to swat it away like a fly. Again, there's Sheldon Adelson, number three. There's the Koch brothers, number two. And then tied for one is Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg in terms of non-economic contribution to the GOP. The premise that these aren't media firms is dumb. The notion that somehow Republicans have been hurt by these algorithms or these media companies or these platforms is uh, is, is is dumber. So we have dumb and dumber here. And we have a House or excuse me, a Senate panel that eroded some of the credibility they were starting to gather back uh, from the House subcommittee hearing on antitrust. This was two words here, shit and show. This was just stupid and made our government uh, looked, uh, look, look sophomoric and as if they lacked all domain expertise. Anyways. I could not agree with you more. Actually, Senator Brian Schatz refused to ask questions because it was such a sham. It was a sham. And this is the time when you have to be asking Really important questions of these guys. And they got away scot-free because it was so ridiculous. It did not t- put a glove on them. The other part that I think was I was indignant about, and I don't love defending tech companies, trust me, is call, mispronouncing the name of Cinder oh Pichai, calling him Pecan. <laughs> now, the last hearing, if you remember, it, it, what was it, over immigration? The only person they asked about immigration was a person of color. Like, calling him Pecan, like, not being, it's like the, Kamalalala, whatever. They're idiots. They are just literally dotards for it to do this. Um, These are serious issues. We've got to ask serious questions. And this is just to score points. And again, Ted Cruz was appalling because he knows better. And the other day he was on John Swan's show on Axios where he did the same thing, which is like, I'm against deficits except for President Trump's deficits and I'll be against deficits again. Just literally tossing away any kind of credibility they have and that you only get one shot at these companies, that you get one shot at them. I used to, I grew up in LA and we used to go to Disneyland every six months or every year. And it was a big deal. It was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun when you were a kid. And you got these ridiculous books that had A, B, C, D, and E tickets. And Mm -hmm. the E tickets were for all the great rides. And you only had a certain amount. So you had to go through this, you start learning about economics and scarcity and decisions and opportunity costs. And you really plan it out. And 
you occasionally someone in your group would make the rookie move of using an e-ticket to go on a small world. And mm-hmm. you would be so irate. How could you commit the crime of trade-off economics and opportunity costs by using an e-ticket to go on a small world? This was them wasting an e-ticket on a small world. They can only they can only call the heads of the three most three of the most powerful firms in the world so many times. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely wasted it. Wasted it was it. just they accomplished your term was the exact one. Not not a single senator landed a single glove on any of them. And what's interesting, there's another hearing, I think, for mid-November when if if the Republicans lose the Senate, they'll, they'll be yammering away with no reason to do this. And maybe then they will ask actual questions about how these systems are in place. These systems are so porous and so badly built, they need to be discussed by a cogent group of people. And I hate to sound like Biden in a bipartisan panel of people with experts and also and citizens and everyone else. And this is just just literally I don't know what is the madness of this of this group of people is hard to understand on every level. We joke about the people at the rally, but it's mad. It's madness. And, and again, these are, we're all concerned about the tech companies being, having guardrails on them, being brought to bear for the impact they've had to really address the serious issues around things like content moderation or privacy or, or power or concentration of power. And this ain't it. And it, I don't, I don't know who they're playing to. And of course it went right on Fox News. I have Nowhere an idea else. to solve this all. I have what? an idea. What? Ga- Governor Newsom appoints yeah. the jungle cat to the vacant Senate seat. You bring uh, the intellect yes. and courage of Senator Harris, and you bring the height of Senator Boxer. <laughs> boom! <laughs> boom and boom. What, wonder what I would say if they asked me. Yes, I would totally say yes. We what love this part. You love role-playing powerful person. You no, love seriously. that. Seriously, would you say you yes if that. someone asked you that? Yes, right? Totally, right? Completely. If someone said, I want you to be the senator from California? Yeah. I pretend to be thoughtful about it, thinking, how can I quickly as possible say yes? Oh, my God. I totally say yeah. yes. Uh-huh. I'm a total they narcissist. Yeah. They're going to ask like uh, like Katie Porter, who I'm good with. Look, Katie Porter will be oh, fantastic. Oh, she'd be fantastic. Do you really fantastic. think Representative Porter is going to get the nod? Yeah, she's in the top list of the of That, the, would, be uh, a, of that the would be a fantastic move yeah. for the country uh-huh. and California. She's great. She'll bring out her whiteboard, et cetera. I just bought a whiteboard, by the way. I'm very excited. I was inspired by her and Sheldon Whitehouse. I bought a whiteboard. I don't know what, what I'm going to do need. with it. We need you rolling around with a whiteboard. And you'll be like, turn around it's and it'll rolling. be like, L-I-S-T-E-N to me. You'll be riding that over and over. <laughs> listen to me. Listen, listen to me. me. Oh, come on. Listen to me. Let me listen to me, everybody. <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz <sighs> is a dotard. And this was a waste of his intellect. They kept calling him Cruise Missile, like Sean Hannity, another dotard. Um, Cruise Just missile. literally called him Cruise Missile, which was ridiculous. Whatever cruise, I, let's think of an insult with cruise, but it's not a cruise missile. It's a it's a defective cruise missile. If that's the case, Terry Cruz, I love Terry Cruz. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Terry Cruz is great. Okay, yeah. listen, we'll see what happens with yeah. the, with the with the investigation uh, and and stuff like that. But that you we we really do need better people asking better questions. <laughs> and anyway, we do need better people running the country. We do need we better do. people overseeing and, the most you know, the most impressive deliberative body. On the second, I voted. By the way, did you vote? Yeah, I uh, I did my most my most popular and controversial tweet ever mm-hmm. in terms of you know I'm I'm desperate for other people's affirmation. Sure. My most liked tweet ever yesterday. I had a picture of my um, ballot that I'm I dropped off yesterday. Oh. Anyway, hey, don't put a picture of your ballot. Why? You... No, I didn't. No, no, not not who I voted for. They just uh, the oh, mail in. You, you know the the mail in ballot which I dropped off. Um, by the way, when I went to vote, two people said. I love you and Scott at the polling place. Oh, my God. Wait, they people. said, I love you. And then what did they say? Then Scott. And Scott. But then they love Sway, too. It, yeah. was like, it was like they couldn't believe it. And then someone who was running for office who was outside, you know, the area you're allowed to be, yeah. uh, tweeted about, oh, my God, I just handed a brochure to Kara Swisher, who I love on, you know. My tech, uh, tech creative person. director, Catherine Dillon, who's kind of the secret <laughs> sauce in any amount of success I've registered, was talking about yesterday. And Catherine never gets emotional. She was talking about voting. <laughs> In at the West Harlem uh, polling station, and she mm-hmm. said, somehow they know when there's a first-time voter, mm-hmm. and they would announce a first-time voter or something, and the whole place would erupt. Oh, the applause. poll workers were great. 
And there were a bunch of kids in Halloween costumes <laughs> going up and down the line handing out candy. Oh, it, it was really, really nice. Wonderful. I have to say the poll workers, so in, especially in the middle of a coronavirus, they had great things in place here in D.C. They did it really well. It was beautifully done. Uh, I, ha- I, w- I, had, I have nothing but positivity to say about uh, the way they handled it. And anyway, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Apple developing its own search. Oh, God, you were right again. And a listener mail question. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're back. Scott predicted this would happen. And according to the FT, now it hasn't been announced, Apple is developing its own search tool for their latest uh, uh, phone update, which is 14 or something like that. This will serve as a major competitor to Google's search engine, which is, of course, at issue in the the scrutiny from the Justice Department. Actually, they've zeroed in on that deal where Google is the default search engine on iPhones, which is, that means they have both both systems, Android and Apple. If people don't know it. Google is the is the search engine you come with. You can actually pick some others, but it's hard to figure out. Um, Google has been the default search engine for over a decade. The DOJ claims that Google has been has paid Apple up to twelve billion dollars a year for the arrangement. A lot of money. A deal that's central to its antitrust case. So Apple might need a new search tool and forego this twelve billion dollars a year. This is a deal done a long time ago by Eric Schmidt and I think Steve Jobs. Um, and w- what do we think? Tell me, how big a deal is this? Talk about this, the opportunity, and, and giving up $12 billion. Well, let's just dwell on the fact that we called this before everyone else you was did. calling it. You it's, called it. It seems obvious now, but it wasn't obvious yeah. back then. And mm-hmm. there's a lot. First off, there's two separate issues here. The, anti, the antitrust action against Google because of their bundling, that's a totally separate issue. That This mm-hmm. was going to happen distinct of that, and that mm-hmm. is— Apple, I mean, there's a lot here. First off, search, if you think of it as a technology, over time, as technologies mature, it is very hard to maintain the kind of differentiation in IP that you had in the Mm -hmm. early years. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to say search has been commoditized, but for the first time, it's reasonable to think that Apple could hire the head of search, which they did two and a half years ago under the auspices that he was going to work on AI. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And they've been recruiting people. Yeah. But here's here's where I think it's going and why I think it's important. If you think about the best brand move of the last 20 years was Apple's decision to go into stores, recognizing that the contact, the touch with the consumer base is an important part of the brand evolution of the brand clock. And Mm -hmm. in computer tech and hardware, the distribution was abysmal. And Mm -hmm. they could transfer money out of pre-purchase broadcast advertising, which was dying, lease 500 stores, spend $7 billion and create these temples and absolutely just rejuvenate the brand with this unbelievable church-like experience. The second best brand move of the last 20 years was Tim Cook and the strategist at Apple saying, the thing we are going to emphasize about Apple is not our design. It's not our humanity. It's not connecting people. It's not the expressive self-benefit. It's not the creativity. 
it's privacy. Mm-hmm. And the whole team probably said, what? And he said, yeah, because if we, the thing about positioning or the where you lead, the thing you dimension you decide to highlight, you're immediately highlighting that dimension across your competitors and you're depositioning them because privacy is the open weeping wound at Facebook and Google. And this is where they're headed, I believe. I, headed, I believe that Apple's headed to a recurring revenue bundle and part of that bundle will, will be part of iOS, which will, iOS 14, it already has some search features. It'll be mm-hmm. a search engine. The search engine will be only 80% as good as Google. And it couldn't have been 80% as good. A year ago, it would have been 60% as good. Two years ago, it would have been 40% as good. But now I think they can get 80%. All right, there's a few questions I have, but go ahead. And they will not have advertising. And they mm-hmm. will highlight, they will highlight privacy. that this is the node of privacy violation. And we are taking that node out. And even if they get $10 billion a year from Google on their billion users, that means they only lose 10 bucks per user. But if they can create a bundle and one of the key attributes is privacy, they'll get more than 10 so bucks per things. user. So two things. How do they, one, replace the $12 billion? Don't, don't yet, yet. And yeah. secondly, get, transferring power from one giant company to another giant company, they could be like w- controlling search on their phone. They could get into a lot of trouble. Same thing with the App Store. The third thing is they did try to compete in maps and have not done very well. So Google has sort of cleaned their clock in the map area. So talk about the, those two things. How do they replace the twelve billion, or do they have to? Secondly, what can they keep up the quality? The way they, they can they avoid an, a Google, an Apple Maps experience? And then again, they're big. Like it's transfer. I guess it's transferring from a less big company to a just the same situation. Well, there's several several issues there. So the first is the question that most CEOs ask, and they should be, the the question they ask is how do I replace that revenue? And the Mm -hmm. question they should ask, or the better CEOs ask, is how do I replace that stakeholder value? Apple hasn't increased its top line revenues in 18 months, and it's doubled its shareholder price. Yes. And the reason why is because the world likes them moving to a recurring revenue bundle. So Tim Cook and whoever is running strategy at Apple, who I'm convinced is like the deepest thinker in technology right now, or the most cogent thinker, has said, all right, we're going to take Apple One, our recurring revenue bundle that's now 24% of our revenue. We're going to bundle in AirPods and the iPhone, which is what everyone wants. For $50, $7,500 bucks a mm-hmm. month, you get all of these kind of leftover B-League apps, but you also get the best phone in the world, the best AirPods in the world, an iPad in the world, 30, 60 days before anybody else, plus all this stuff preloaded on it, and a search engine that doesn't molest your privacy. And we're going to take ads off and we don't pull as many points from it. And if they can do that, if they can move to 50 or 100 bucks a month with, uh, they have a billion, the the, the billion users of Apple are the wealthiest people in the world, the most influential people in the world. You're right. They still haven't had a bundle I pay for. They're at their recent bundle. I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? It's sort of eh. Yeah, it's not. It's not oh no, no. Their bundle is their bundle is the B team right now. I mean, Apple, still, uh, Amazon bundle. I pay for it's worth it. I get I like watch the the, yeah. the watch that's stuff. That's the on, best bundle in the world. The second best bundle in the world is Microsoft. And, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But they will replace. They will replace in more, and they have the credibility and the cash flow. I mean, they have eighty billion dollars in cash. They can mm-hmm. give up that ten billion dollars, like you know, water off a duck or whatever it is. Now they'd but like to they, stick it to Google. I'm sure they would. But if they have the opportunity to come up with the ultimate bundle that includes the ultimate core product, and that is the iPhone, and and further cements, further cements their dimension that's growing in relevance to consumers, and that is privacy, because their search engine doesn't use it as a means of harvesting your organs and then mm-hmm. reselling it on the black market, and you wake up on a beach in Brazil with a bunch of stitches in your back, and you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> that happened I, to you? I had <laughs> nine caparinhas, and then I woke up on the beach with a bad stitching around my kidney. Well, we'll soon what would pecan do? <laughs> what, would, what would that Mr. Pecan do? Or is it pecan? Pecan do. Is it pecan or pecan? Yeah, I got name people's names wrong What does the CEO of Alphabet do? It's Pichai. I don't know. That, that's an interesting question. What, what, what may end up helping them in a weird way, and this is to the last part of your question, is that if they say, look, we have competitors everywhere, or look at what's happening at Apple. Apple is now squarely competing against us. So I think it'll end up being a point of defense for the for the oh, for the law firm. All right. Okay. Defending defending Google in the antitrust case. So so if this happens, when it happens, right. what, I want timing now. I want you to even drill down more on your predictive elements. And is this a way for Apple to sort of it's not really throwing Google under the bus, it's pulling it out from under the bus if there is a a, comp, a competitive pressure, even if it's a giant company. It's not like suddenly DuckDuckGo wins here. 
Well, one of the keys to building a trillion-dollar company is going vertical. So the mm-hmm. fact that Apple was outsourcing search just didn't make any sense. Yeah, and Google's, but it's been a long time. Google's going to be fine. They'll save the $12 billion. They won't have as much dominance. They'll have another talking point for uh, to defend against antitrust. But, you know, where do you ask where do they go? It's where they're all going or where Google and Microsoft at least are going. And to a lesser extent, Amazon that still has core businesses that are thriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, cloud. Did right. you see Microsoft's numbers yes. yesterday? Yeah, I was going to cl- bring that up. Azure was up 48% okay, And Teams, everything. Well, I, you, I'm not surprised about Teams because of the pandemic, but because uh, of businesses moving this. This idea of like offering trusted people that you would buy more things from. So what else would you buy from Apple? What could they put in that rundle? Because again, I didn't buy Apple one because I was like, I got Apple they don't, uh, TV and easy. that's all I want. The strategy is easy. The, 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 the key to any recurring revenue bundle is that it's a, first off, an IQ test because it's such incredible value, but B, what it does is it supplants the core offering. So Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, the gangster offering was 48-hour free delivery, which gave yep. me permission to just order shit without friction yep. or going, all right, why do I have to pay? What do I have to pay on? Easy returns, too. I easy returns, not. easy shipping. And then they started right. layering stuff in. Apple's come at it kind of bass awkward and said, all right, first we'll start with the B-League stuff, the photo, mm-hmm. the photo storage, which you have on Amazon, which is kind of a B thing, right? They've come in with all their B-League. It all goes to the same place, and that is of the billion iOS users, there's 100 million, maybe more, that will say, I'll pay 50, 70, 100 bucks a month, and you just handle it all, and I know I'm part of the elite of the elite. I'm part of the 10% of the 10%, and that is I get the iPhone and all the cool shit before anybody else. Mm -hmm. And the moment they do that, I think the stock, I think this could be... Uh, anyways, I think it's this. They are definitely headed towards a recurring revenue bundle, and the value proposition will be ease, no choice, and more than anything, this positioning, which depositions their two biggest threats: privacy, mm-hmm. privacy. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I mean, what's interesting is what else could they put in there? What else would you want to have from them? Because I just, I just got rid of Apple Music actually because I like Spotify better, yeah, and I better. just. If, but if it was. If it was, if it had more stuff in it, I certainly would would pay for well, it. Well, here, here's here's where they, I think they're all going to try and go. And this was the most underreported story in tech this week. Do you see what Shopify is doing? Tell Do you me. see who Shopify is partnering tell with? Tell me. Tell me. They're partnering with TikTok. They're going to have their small and medium sized businesses do commerce related videos, or as we like to call it, Kara, a commerce, algorithmic commerce. I thought it was going to be Walmart as a function of their investment in TikTok. It's mm-hmm. not at Shopify. Shopify is going to start working with TikTok to come up with 15 and 30 second videos that highlight, mm-hmm. that highlight and um, talk about the features in a fun, algorithmic way, their small and medium-sized businesses on their platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shopify, Shopify and Ant Financial are two most impressive, innovative companies in the last decade. All right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, so we'll we'll have to see what happens um, with all this. But it's a really interesting. It really is a fascinating time for this stuff. And the problem is, you're going to have all these companies that are big companies. You're doing these rundles with, whether it's Disney or Apple or Amazon or whoever. But I'd be interested to know what Google could give you. I guess Docs and stuff like that. But they all have to sort of have a value proposition for people, especially the wealthy people they're aiming at, because no, nothing like a rich person who wants value. But I think, the, but I think loosely speaking, the whole mm-hmm. world is bifurcating to iOS and Android. And what basically the value proposition of as, uh, iOS is we give you a premium, self-expressive benefit, branded experience at a very, at a rich premium price. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. going to charge you the household income uh, uh, in Turkey for a phone, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna charge you premium. We're gonna give you a series of of B plus A minus features, except for mm-hmm. the iPhone, which is an A plus, and you're gonna pay a Mercedes like price. And then the rest of the world gets great technology for free, mm-hmm. for free economically, with some non economic costs, where you become, as Shoshana Zuboff said, the raw material. Yep. For for the product, which is their ability to influence people. Yep. And the whole world's going that way. And yeah. a lot of people, the, the reality is the vast majority of the world, 70, 80% of the world is willing to make that trade. If you give me essentially the processing power of, of a space shuttle for free, which mm-hmm. is kind of what Android does, the phones are basically free now. Mm-hmm. It's a great deal. And people take that. And then the, everybody else, the whole world, the whole world is by for, there is no, there will be no JCPenney's or Sears mm-hmm. 
of of technology or of anything else. Everything in the middle is getting cleared out. So if you had to, we got to get to listener mail. But if you had to stack rank them right now, for example, I, I think Amazon's still the top in that in terms of value, getting that Rundle kind of thing. And I don't know how quickly anybody can catch them. I would possibly buy healthcare from Amazon. Um, I mean, I would buy a lot of things from Amazon, which is terrible to say. I mean, I just, oddly enough, I just bought their new, uh, ha- their Halo, their their hand device, because they offered it to me for such a low price, because they want everyone to start using them. And they've not been great on devices, by the way, Amazon hasn't, um, as well as Apple has sold devices. I'm very happy to buy Apple. I'm happy to go to stores, Apple stores. And they made a mess on my AirPods, and I went back three times, and I didn't mind the experience at all. It was quite a good experience. So which stack rank them in terms of a, two years out, which one will be of the rundles. Name five rundles you think people will will be big businesses. I'd say Amazon is number one. Yeah, Amazon that'll roll in healthcare unless Walmart gets it first. Walmart actually has yep. um, they have a uh, lot of clinics, points of contact with uh, people. smart visionary, a board that supports the kind of capital mm-hmm. investment you need. I think if Netflix were to acquire Spotify, that would be a very interesting bundle. I think mm-hmm. the most under appreciated bundle that could add the most shareholder value across the S&P 500 right now would be kind of what I'll call Disney Plus Plus, that if they rolled in, if they said, all right, Black Widow is on, Black Widow and the next Star Wars trilogy is on Disney Plus just for Disney members, as is the private tour of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, as is the Star Wars theme cruise, as is on and on and on. Anyone who made over $50,000 a year, any household income with kids that made over $50,000 a year in Western Europe and the United States would have to be a part of that bundle. I would agree. You know, many years ago, I went into an Apple store and I, I, you know, there was lots of people because it was this sort of wonderful place that people hung out and socialized in San Francisco. It was a very popular store. And I had to wait to look at the new whatever, whatever it was, an iPhone or a watch or whatever it was. Um, it was the, I wanted to see it in person. And and I was sitting there, I had to wait because all these people are just not buying, but looking, right? So that's mm-hmm. that was great. And I turned to one of the juniors, I said, listen to me, that kid over there is sexting. Why don't you know when I walk into here that I have spent this much money on Apple? Like I've spent a hundred thousand. I mean, whatever I've spent on Apple with, right. with business stuff, it should. I should allow you to ping me and know who I am, and then you run up to me and sell me other sins instead of that kid is in my way because he's sexting. And and, and she was like, "How do you know that kid's sexting?" I said, "Let's not focus on the sexting kid. Let's focus on the fact that you don't know me and you don't know to hand me a glass of champagne and say, what would you like today?' Like a man Tiffany or whatever, which, which by the way is an excellent consumer experience. Tiffany is having just bought a wedding ring. Um, you it, got a wedding ring at Tiffany? Yeah, I did. I liked it. I don't it. know why I, just, I find that so surprising. Because I wanted a simple one. I, I wanted a simple one. Just Tiffany, yes, very simple. Very down home. You're such a down no, home I wanted, gal. I just wanted a simple Tiffany ring, and they make the nicest ring. simple rings. Okay. I don't want to go to like Zayers or whatever the heck. You're a Whatever. Kind of showing up with the little aquamarine I bought a Zubas. beautiful antique one for one of the rings, but the yeah, other one was nice. just a plain Thing. Nice. In any case, it was a great consumer experience. Got they gave us a cake. It was great. The whole thing was great. <laughs> they gave us the most beautiful cake. It was a little white cake that they sent to our house after we bought these things, and they weren't that expensive. And it was wonderful. It was a cake, and then when you 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 cut into it, there were sprinkles the color of Tiffany, Tiffany colored sprinkles. I loved. I will now shop there. I was so delighted okay, by their. Okay, care. so you're talking about Rundles, and I'm going to do yeah. serious name dropping here. I've met okay. with. The, I know the CEO of Lululemon well. Yeah, I have love those pants. My yeah, son loves those breakfast, pants. Breakfast. Uh, had. Uh, I know the CEO of Tiffany. This is where they both should go, and I think they will go there. There'll be a lot of other interesting bundles or Rundles. Yeah. Equinox bought Mirror. What if Equinox started saying to? To you know, I I I, I, I don't even want to try and label that cohort. But if, what if they said to them, all right, we're going to handle all your athleisure at different levels, and we're also going to handle your workout at home with Mirror, and it's a mm-hmm. certain amount per month. And they started testing it. Yeah. Do you realize, right now, especially retail, Lululemon trades at an Apple-like multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lululemon is arguably, from a shareholder standpoint, the most successful specialty retailer over the last 10 years. I would years. agree. They have excellent products, too, by the way. No, well, they've gone vertical. They have amazing amazing engineering in their products. They have a nice brand. Everything everything about that shit My just works. My son buys Lululemon. They that could go to a bundle. fascinating because so, the pants are so good. And then the ultimate rundle at the mm-hmm. high end, although it got it got um, off track when LVMH decided to use the coronavirus to mm-hmm. pull out of the Tiffany deal. If Tiffany had been part of LVMH. I think LVMH could have gone to the wealthiest 50,000 people in the world and said, for $50,000 a year, 
we're gonna, you can have any six products across the entire LVMH portfolio, whether it's Vuitton mm -hmm. or Bulgari or Tiffany or Dior, and you get any of them, including $50,000 earrings, and you get them all for either three or, you know, or anywhere from four to 12 weeks. They could have become the ultimate bundle around. Mm, right. Rental, and I think Rundle. They're not going to use the term Rundle at Tiffany, though. Well, no, it's a, it's a terrible name, but I think those going to. There's going to be a bunch of smaller ones. I think Nike's yeah. in a position to do Nike. a great Rundle. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of them. We love the Rundle. Apple, keep adding stuff. You have to add more because you don't have enough in your Rundle that is very attractive. Your basket of goods is not good enough for Kara Swisher. I literally got rid of a whole bunch of Apple apps today. Uh, really? Is, yeah, because I was like not using it, not using it. But if they were bundled in a certain way, I certainly would. Um, okay. Scott, let's go to a listener mail question. We're going to shift topics over and let's play that. You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You, you, you've got mail. Hey, Karen, Scott. This is Tim Soman from Los Angeles. As California voters send in their ballots and head to the polls, I'd love your thoughts on Proposition 22. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and other companies have spent almost $200 million on this initiative that aims to counteract Assemblyville 5 which as of January 1st required companies in California to reclassify contract workers as employees and thereby extend standard wage benefit and legal protections that employees enjoy. Proposition 22 exempts gig companies from the law while providing some concessions on wages and benefits. In addition to spending heavily and fighting AB5 in court, the companies have used their platforms to aggressively lobby customers to support Prop 22. Uh, my perspective is that while AB5 has its flaws, is a necessary step to change how gig worker companies operate. And passing Prop 22 sets a really dangerous precedent about corporate influence on the process of direct democracy. I really love your thoughts on the matter. Uh, thanks in advance, guys. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tim from Los Angeles. I think you are correct. I think this is a ridiculous proposition, and I think it will lose. Um, obviously, Joe Biden and the Democratic What are the polls party. saying? I haven't watched. Is it going to win or lose? We should know it's by losing. now. losing. It's, yeah. Uh, if I, I'm not a California voter anymore, which is why I can't be senator. Um, but I would vote against it. It's ridiculous. It's it's an end run around something that was already passed, which is AB5. And again, mm -hmm. it was not perfect, but it certainly is. Look, this is the get on this train, people. This is the direction it's going. We're going to have to figure out a way to give some uh, benefits to uh, gig workers. And th if anything, this pandemic has proven is that we need to do it. It's 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 a critical existential threat to lots of people's lives. And it's just going it, to, this is not going to be good. And then they're going to have to refigure their business. They might as well get on this train now and figure out how their businesses are impacted. Scott? Yeah, well, look, uh, the earth is hitting back. The earth is sick of us arbitraging, you know, weather and minerals to the earth's, to the earth's kind of detriment. And the earth is hitting back. And I feel like when we continue to arbitrage an underclass of America that we've created through really poor a lack of empathy, which is one of the critical components of a successful democratic capitalist society, they're hitting back. And it, it, the government comes in and says, all right, we pass AB5. AB5 is not good legislation. We do need a reclassification. We need a new classification of employer. So mm. let me just acknowledge, we need something like this. The problem is none of us want Uber or Lyft creating that classification. And the classification, they are trying to shove down California voters' throats with a quarter of a billion dollars in support from these companies says, you can't unionize. Yeah. I mean, part of the First Amendment is the right of free assembly, unionization. I'm a member of a union. And basically, mm -hmm. they're trying to slip that in to say, I think it's like you need, basically, they're trying to outlaw union unions, which mm -hmm. two, they're saying, you make, you can't, they're pretending it's a concession and the, the language is very elegant and insidious here, but it says you make at least X dollars per hour. Hey, great. While you're working. And that's the most, one of the most cancerous things about this cancer. The cancer on cancer here is that everybody was outraged by the software that faster restaurants tried to implement a decade ago where you got clocked out automatically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it wasn't busy in the restaurant. And I'm like, look, these people. But Uber's figured this out. All right, if you're sitting in your car, you're away from your family, you're working, but you don't have a ride, we're not going to pay you. Mm -hmm. And this is this pretended to st we're, say we're going to take your wages up a certain amount. 
So I, I hope this gets hit hard. It's a heavy-handed— Well, handed- interesting. I will tell you where it is. Um, yep. With only eight days until the election, Proposition 22, the megabucks ballot measure from Uber, Lyft, and other gig companies keep their work as independent contractors, is running shy of the 50-plus uh, margin it needs to pass, according to an independent poll released Monday. Uh, 46% of likely voters supported it, which is interesting. That's mm-hmm. advertising works. Well, 42% opposed and 12 are undecided. That information came from the San Francisco Chronicle. It needs 50%. Uh, and so, therefore, it's a problem. It's tight. It's a it's a tight race, but it's certainly um, uh, it's 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 not. It, it needs fifty percent. And so, what they should have done is dealt with the the bill as it was, and in terms of figuring out what's the best way to do this. And they're threatening to pull business out. They're saying that's just not the way to go anymore. They've got to work together, just as with uh, Section two thirty content moderation. Enough with this fighting. Like, we've got to figure out a way that works for the companies and works for workers. And and if I was senator from the great state of California, that's that's what I would work on. So what is the outcome? Give me the outcome, and then I want to get to predictions. What do you think the outcome will be if they lose? I think that while Uber has claimed that they'll be out of business, no, Mm -hmm. they won't be out of business. It'll be be a... uh, uh, it'll be a smaller business, and they'll yeah. actually, they'll actually, um, they'll have to rethink figure their business it model, and it'll, and they will figure it out. Yeah. However, again, the most underreported story, you know, that prop gets all the headlines and all the oxygen, but the most probably the most important proposition is Prop 15, that would undo limits on commercial property taxes, where basically commercial real estate owners, this asset class is, that has been wildly favored. Whether what other asset class can you depreciate three? percent a year, even if it's increasing mm-hmm. in value, or you can sell it and not register a capital gain, but transfer it into another, roll it into another asset. California California voters are likely going to say, you know what? We recognize that the tension between government and private sector is out of whack. Feng is kicking the shit out of Shui Ying is 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 pummeled yang and things are out of balance and we need to restore our institutions and if our government institutions need to in any way to hold you know to have the metal to push back on private power which they need to at this point we need to begin funding them so for california taxpayers yes, who by the 15. way already pay a shit ton of taxes to say you know what yes, taxes are going to go up on commercial property owners who by the way have seen their taxes not go up in a long long time it signals something for the rest of the country and a healthy thing and that is our government and our institutions are noble and they need to be funded well here's the thing though it's it's sort of uh, struggle. It's still not, it's still, it's, it's one of those things they don't know what's going to happen here, but definitely, right? definitely a, a, more taxes in California is not something that would be welcoming to citizens of California. At the same time, Prop uh, 13 really gutted a lot of things and it would bring billions into the state, um, at, especially when they need it right now, because California was doing pretty well, but we'll see what happens. It's, uh, it would be the biggest change uh, in uh, revising Prop 13 by Prop 50. But the, the tax, just to be clear, the tax would be on commercial property owners who, yes. by the way, make up 9% of the Forbes 400. It's an asset class yeah. that for some reason has lobbied and been very effective at securing uh, what I would call disproportionate advantage relative to other asset classes. Just so you know, it would it would it would it would focus on uh, on on commercial properties and undo those limits. Right. So, and by the way, I you know I was just talking to a commercial property person here in DC, and they said the business has just gotten killed through uh, oh, the pandemic. I killed. Think about this. Killed. Think about, it doesn't there know are, what's going to happen. Oh my gosh, there are there are. Think about the novel coronavirus is a is a a tectonic or a shift in the tectonic plates off the coast, and there are massive tsunamis forming. Mm -hmm. One of those tsunamis, no doubt about it, no doubt about it, is the transfer in stakeholder value from commercial to residential real estate. Do you realize in a six-month period, the vacancy on San Francisco office space— It went up like crazy. Like it was It went from— this is how crazy it is. It went from the lowest it's ever been in history mm-hmm. to, the to the highest, highest it's ever been in history in six months. Think about that swing. Yep. Think about the change in stakeholder value. Think about all the debt holders well, on those buildings. there was a moment back in when Web 1, 2.0, or one of the webs fell apart. That happened. You know what I mean? Like whenever all the biz, all, I guess the stock market went crazy. And remember all those startups were closing. There was a point in that, but nothing like this. There's been nothing like this. And not with a secular shift in how people go to work, and especially these tech companies doing remote things. It's so, dramatic. It's dramatic. It's dramatic. And, and it's not cyclical, it's structural. Structural. Exactly. All right. We'll see what happens with all those props in California, but we'll, I, we, I think 22 is going to not pass. Anyway, 
The Scott. new junior senator from the great state, state of, California. of California. I'd be so good. I'd wear outfits, you know, like that senator from Arizona. <laughs> I'd wear outfits. That's Remember your that sales pitch? I'd wear outfits. Governor Newsom, I'd you should outfits. know, I'd wear outfits. <laughs> I have a really great scene in my upcoming book, Memoir, with me yeah, and Governor bet. Newsom I not bet. wearing diapers. Let me just say that's all I'll have to say. What? I'm, you're going to have to wait. Not wearing diapers at a tech party. Okay. What's the name of your book? That's the key. 51% is the name of your book. Scott? No. <laughs> My life and was Scott. Scott Galloway. There you listen go. to me, Scott. That's what it's called. Listen to me. All right. Actually, Scott. that would be a bad title. Listen to me. That wouldn't be <laughs> a bad to title. Me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen All right, to me. Scott. One more quick break. Okay. We'll be back for predictions. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Okay, Scott, we're coming down to the wire in this year's elections. Yeah. I, you don't have to predict. Why don't you predict what's going to happen? Why well, want you to do that? You're not, you always do business things. What do you predict is going to happen? The stock market's way off this this uh, this week. Um, it's really gone down. Couldn't be worse timing for Donald Trump uh, because he was sort of putting out everything. The economics situation is dire, I would say. Um, pandemic rising, uh, little, some predictions. Scott? Well, first off, the stock market's quote-unquote crash yesterday. Everyone, every media outlet is trying to create the quote-unquote situation room and pretend things are more dramatic than they are. Yeah, yes, the stock market plummeted to September levels yesterday. I mean, people, I've had, I had two media outlets call me and say, what does this crash mean? I'm like, this wasn't a crash. Yes, but the head, I'm talking about the headlines meaning. Like, I get that. Go ahead. Go but, ahead. Okay, but, look, it's time. I have held my tongue on this. Stock market was off when it needed to be on. I have held my tongue on this. Everybody is worried that Donald Trump uh, a will either leverage the Supreme Court or all this doubt he's he's instilled in America about election um, legitimacy that we might not have a president till January that he could hold on to power. This election is over Tuesday night. He is a keyboard coward. He's going to lose all his support. There, no one in the no one in the joint no one in the military supports this guy. Mm-hmm. Republicans are going to drop him like second period French when they see how badly he's going to get his orange ass handed to him. Period French? Could, could you come up with a better metaphor? Drop him like what? I don't know. Drop him like I don't know. The slow fade. The slow. Okay. I, shit, no, I don't he's know. He's going to go fast. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have, and I, we're all nervous to say this. Mm-hmm. I think on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, and the, a lot of the media outlets will be scared to. Call it because they don't want to. Uh, they they're so worried yeah. about doing anything, you know, ahead of the curve. Here, he is out. There's not going to be any need. He, he he will be scared. This is over. It's over Tuesday night. Um, the immunities are kicking in. America again. Everyone had their moment. Everyone, everyone who's in the middle, and I'm I'm a proud raging moderate has had their moment when they said that is. It. My moment was when he mocked the disabled. Everyone and everyone in America has dozens of points of light around yeah. the stupidity, around the the misogyny, around the bigotry, around the lack of appreciation for our brothers and sisters who have built the strongest alliances in the world. Everyone has had their moment, and the sum of all those moments happens by midnight Tuesday. We we will have a change in power, and these fears around. Moving to an autocratic society where we don't know what's going to happen. He may mm-hmm. not leave. Bullshit. He's a keyboard coward. He's going to get his ass handed to him. He's a keyboard coward. And precisely. he's going to leave. What is a keyboard coward? Well, someone who's really tough when it comes to 140 characters. Oh, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to. I just don't think he has the 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 nads to try and say to try and. I think he's going to get beat so badly Tuesday, so badly. 
that there's no way he's going to try and um, pull any of the shit that everyone thinks he's going to pull. Mm. I don't think, I just don't, not that that was I good. think Stephen Miller's got executive orders out the yin-yang. Of course, they'll be undone, which will be, they'll be done and then undone, which is, Anyways, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, right. the immunities kick in, Kara. Yeah, we got one more show before that. Okay, that's your prediction. Okay. Uh, well, what do you think? You respond to that. You know politics better than <gasps> I do. And by the way, I get this wrong. I I get more than my fair share right on business. I get them wrong all the so time That's on why politics. it worries me because you get it wrong. I I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think that I just, I, there's no, the only thing that I look towards is how incompetent they were on the Hunter Biden thing. Like this was their, they're, they're somewhat incompetent in their execution, even though it's sort of like they, they, as I always say, they throw a hammer at a piano to make music. Like that's their, their, their go-to. And sometimes they hit like these stupid executive orders sometimes work and they have what they've done down at the border is, is criminal. Um, and all kinds of stuff like that has worked, even though it's been cloddish in the way they've done it. Um, but when you look at sort of what happened around this Hunter Biden stuff, and that was their effort, how incompetent they are, like how they tried to get it into into mainstream media. And I'm like, they're just idiots. Like they didn't, like they had this, that, that one story that I think Ben Smith wrote about how this smart group of people went to the Wall Street Journal, and then Rudy was freelancing over here going rogue. And it just was like, you're incompetent. And then them trying to resave it. Giuliani was on um, Fox News, and the, even the Fox News lady was like, uh-huh, no. Yeah. And what's Fox with the pants thing? What's with the what's with the shirt tucking thing? It doesn't seem right to me. It looked like you were getting some. It, it was interesting. And then Tucker Carlson yesterday going, um, you know, I have the documents, but I sent them and they got lost in the mail. And I'm like, what? Like, why didn't you make a copy? This is ridiculous. It's now into it, it, the uh, the dog ate my homework period of time. So that makes me wonder how incompetent they are that they can really actually steal the election. They certainly made all kinds of voter suppression efforts all over the place, 100%. But I do think people are like, I'm voting. Like, no, yeah. no, thank you. I don't think that, I think they, people, that is one thing that people don't like being pushed around on. But we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if they can pull something off. I think the Supreme Court is sort of like, well, come down on your side if you're not completely incompetent. But so far, the, the decisions have been mixed. So we'll see. They're not going to go out of their way to give him the 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 seat by cheating. They certainly aren't. Um, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be like a we'll see. I'm not going to watch any of it. I'm going to I'm going to get on my Peloton and stay there all night. That's what I'm doing. Speaking of rundles, I think I would buy. I just bought clothes from Peloton. Interesting. Did you really? Yes, I did. That is really interesting. It was an Alley Love thing, and I bought it. It was really good. It looked good. And so I, I would buy more from them, 100%. Mm, the right. gangster, I mean, I'm regressing a bit, but the gangster feature for the Peloton rundle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dating. Dating. Oh, their, yeah. their NPS scores are higher than Apple. It's a like-minded community people. of fitness people, which means they're all hot. They could all they could all be on the they could turn their Facebook page into a dating site that would put Tinder out of business and every right. other oh, dating site. I like site. that idea. Peloton, are you listening to me? We should have the CEO on the show. Anyway, that's the show. Email us with questions about companies and trends. That was a great question today in tech and business at pivot at voxmedia.com. We love your questions. I'm very excited for this election to be over. I'll tell you that. And then we can get on to like re-engineering the, the country and, and economics and things like that and media and everything else. And not in the version that the Republican senators did this, this which was shameful, shameful, shameful. Anyway, Scott, read us out. Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Fernanda Finete engineered this episode. Erica Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Thanks also to Hannah Rosen and Drew Burrows. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts, or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify, or frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for a breakdown of all things tech and business. Kara, here come the immunities. more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.